Hey, everybody. This is Kim. This is AJ. Uh, before we start today's episode, we just wanted to acknowledge some uh, really sad news. Earlier this week, the voice actor Billy Kamitz, who plays the role of Nenji Ogata in 13 Sentinels and also played the role of Ferdinand von Eyre in Fire Emblem Three Houses, passed away. We just wanted to take this moment to acknowledge his contributions to two of the games that we have played and loved on this show, yeah. and particularly for two characters that we really loved. Yeah, He did a really beautiful job of bringing them to life and infusing them with so much character. And it's, it's really, really sad that he's gone. So we just wanted to uh, acknowledge that at the top. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Billy. Thank you. And uh, I'm just going to leave a moment of silence after this uh, little thing right before the, right before the music starts. So uh, just, uh, I don't know, I guess uh, take time and uh, be grateful for the things that you have and the people that you have in your life. So thanks. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Asynchronous, a video game catch-up show. My name is AJ. My name is Kim. And Mom said it's my turn to play with the novel coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I got dizzy laughing at that. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes, I I was infected. I was uh, among the 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 chosen um (laughs) i'll tell you what uh even with three shots worth this is a doozy i highly recommend not getting this disease yeah it's not great as of today it is uh two weeks since i tested positive and i'm almost fully recovered Uh, but hey you know being sick means you can't go to work not being able to go to work means you can play video games (laughs) In theory, yes. In Most theory. of the time I slept and then yeah. when I uh, didn't have to sleep anymore, I worked. But um, okay. I'll tell you what, uh, <laughs> just because this, this is about sharing our feelings about the games, sure. the last thing that I wanted to do for a lot mm. of this, my sick time was play this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's been it's been a struggle. Um, mm-hmm. I'm starting to find the storytelling a little tedious, a little tedious, if I'm being honest, um, yeah. which we can talk about in more detail as we talk about some of these uh, chapters. Yeah. Uh, of which today we will be talking about Takatoshi Hijiyama up to 42 percent, Megumi Yakushiji up to 71 percent, uh, Yori Fuyasaka up to 85 percent and Natsuno Minami up to 62 uh, which will bring us to 50% remembrance. We did uh, it. And both of us at 50% now because uh, yes, Kim, I got you the, got that extra 1% from Natsuno's story I got the bit that finally. I missed. Yeah. yeah. The, the, that Yuki reveal. Very exciting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I had some fun insights from that uh, yeah. with like the benefit of having more information. Yeah. Before we dive in. Oh, yeah. AJ, would you like to do some bullshit with me? I would personally love nothing more than to do some bullshit. Wonderful. Um, So this one is going to it's going to be a different kind of format. So 
today I would like to play a game <gasps> that uh, I was introduced to by my friend Niall. Shout out to Niall. She'll never hear this because she's too cool to listen to our podcast. But um, nice. she introduced me and uh, our general group of friends to a game that she used to play at camp called Essence. And the okay. idea is one person in the room thinks of another person in the room and then everyone in the room asks questions to try to figure out who they're thinking of but the catch is you are asking questions sort of abstract questions about this person's essence so for example lemon or lime and it's not it's not about what they like it's about their essence so for example i think you and i are both limes yeah i would say i'm more of a lime than a lemon yeah 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 (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Let, me, let me just pull up a list of the characters because <laughs> I can see where we're going. So I just yeah. want to make sure that I have. Yeah, a... exactly. Um, that's a good idea. I'm going to do that, too. So, OK, am I going to go first asking questions or are you going to? I'm going to say it's up to you if yeah. you want a demonstration of the kinds of questions that yeah. that could be used. Um, I can go first or my my first instinct was to let you go first, but I think I'm just going to bite the bullet <laughs> and just go okay. and 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 we'll see. Or is it just like blank or blank questions or can they be kind of abstract whatever? No, they can be like, whatever you want. Like would okay. they do XYZ or yeah. for example, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh one question we had <laughs> was <laughs> Ed Sheeran or not Ed Sheeran? Interesting. That one was about me, and thankfully, Gabe said I am not Ed Sheeran, and I have yeah. to, I have to thank him. I'll for agree. That. That. Yeah, I'll, I'll give that. <clears throat> I'll give that up as well. Okay. 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 Hold on. Let me let me decide who I'm picking. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Light or dark? Light. All right. We're talking about energies. Uh, short or tall? Essence. Essence. Sorry. Essence. Mm-hmm. Tall. Okay. <sighs> Do you want more examples? Because I realized I mm. think I might have notes about one of them that we did so there was a virgin or slut dolphin or whale earth or fire cat Mm -hmm. or dog Mm -hmm. soup or salad uh ride and dirty or white and nerdy and paper or plastic were uh, examples of questions that were asked uh when i played this game with my friends okay i do like super salad i'm gonna steal that one sure Ooh, salad fresh or rancid fresh fresh tall fresh light salad (laughs) I think. Oh, wow. That was quick. I'm going to say Ninjiogata. No. Shit. Do you want to ask more questions or do you want yeah, me to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, let, me, okay. let me get a couple more. Bicycle or tricycle? Bicycle. I guess, I guess soft or spiky? Spiky. Spiky. Okay. It's um, Takatoshi Hijiyama. No. No? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shit. Do you want me to reveal? No. Th- final guess. Uh, Keitaro Mira. Tomi. Tomi Kisaragi. Tomi. Light felt right to me. I don't feel like she's a dark. Tall because Mm. she has a commanding presence. For sure. Salad because she's not soup. I don't know how to describe it, but she's not. definitely not. Definitely fresh. Bicycle because I feel like tricycle to me connotes um, sort of a naivete or an, a lack of mm-hmm. maturity, like mm-hmm. not Suno, mm-hmm. classic tricycle, yeah. but uh, bicycle for Tommy and spiky, yeah. definitely, definitely spiky. My head was 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 stuck on the on the guys. Mm, interesting. I, even, yeah. I mean, not not a bad um, assumption to make when you're talking about me, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, <clears throat> okay, I'm ready. Okay, sun or moon? 
Sun. Fruit or vegetable? Vegetable. Ooh. Social studies or science? You know what? I'm going to, just to make them more distinct, creative writing or science. Okay. Uh, Science. God, I feel like I have a guess already, but teddy bear or Hot Wheels? I'm going to say teddy bear. Is it Keitaro Miura? No. Okay. Taco Bell or McDonald's? McDonald's. Is it Iori Fuyasaka? It is not. Cool. I'm going to say I get one more guess. I was also going to say you get one more guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Is it Jiro Karabe? It's not. Dang. It is not Jiro Karabe. Should have asked more questions. Yeah. Um, yeah, I asked six. You only asked five. Mm, who is it? Renya Goto. This is okay. So here's the thing. Goto is a sun for you? Goto is a sun for me because a moon to me and energy is like serene and like uh, oh, that's so uh, interesting. predictable. Um, I think I associate the moon with its meaning in tarot, which is like keeping secrets. So, uh, yeah, that's yeah, that totally I think is the from that. Yeah, but understandably. Yeah. But yeah, the rest of Teddy Bear is interesting. Well, because it was Teddy Bear versus Hot Wheels. Yeah. Because yeah, it's definitely Hot Wheels in energy. And he's more, he's he's blocks. He's blocks, exactly. He's, blocks. he's not really Teddy Bear or Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels <laughs> is too cool. they are not colorful. <laughs> he's the, he's like, the regular. <laughs> they're the blocks that like very crunchy parents get for their kids where it's like these mm-hmm. don't have any artificial colors on them. They've yes. been dyed with blueberry uh, skins. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Um, yes. Definitely McDonald's too. Yeah, definitely that McDonald's. was a, that was a good one. That's I see the yeah. yeah. And you can see why I struggled when I so much when the question was science or social studies. Yes, that's here's the thing. That's funny enough. That's who I had in mind when mm. I asked that question. Mm. And then I thought, yeah, that would be a hard one as applied to like Goto. So mm-hmm. that's why I changed it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I didn't follow that path. To yeah. its logical conclusion, I guess because sun really. Hey, this is a fun is game. Is it a fun um, game? <laughs> um, I want to. I want to start a, a thread <laughs> on the synchronous <laughs> Discord for essence. We should yeah. uh, after this episode yeah. comes out, we'll do that. Definitely. Do we want to do more rounds? Or I know it takes longer than than the usual. It takes long. It'll cut down pretty short. That's true. We could do one more. I think. Are you okay asking the question? Yeah, I can be question asker. <laughs> it's okay, it's just a lot of pressure for me. It is. Yeah, you haven't seen. <laughs> that's why I wanted to give you more examples. I was like, this is going to be hard. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, let's do one more. Okay. Um. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Uh, boxers or briefs? Essence. Um, briefs. <laughs> I already have a guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mountain or beach? <laughs> Your face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Beach. Private school or big state university? Private school. Mm-hmm. I think I'm actually going to change my answer. I do think it's... Uh, big state school. Oh, okay. Pastels or jewel tones? God, you're going to make me look up what jewel tones are. <laughs> jewel tones. It's like dark, rich colors. Oh, those are nice. Yeah. Jewel tones. Jewel tones. Okay. Mm, no, mm? <laughs> every single answer here, I've got to, I'm second guessing myself. No, you know what? Fuck it. I said it. It's, it's jewel tones. It did seem, it came very quickly to you. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to borrow one of yours. Soft or spiky? Soft came quick okay i want to take a guess okay is it hijiyama it's not hijiyama okay i feel like i'm really letting you down here. no it's answers. okay it's okay 
<laughs> Ashley or Caden? <laughs> Ashley. An Ashley energy. Okay. Fuck, that was good. <laughs> huh. Soft, but with an Ashley energy. <laughs> I'm going to... Shu Amaguchi? No. 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 Damn. Sorry, I forgot we were uh, we were recording a podcast. I just shook my head. <laughs> <laughs> no. Fuck. <gasps> mm, no. That's a boxer's person. You know what's throwing me is the mm. briefs but big state school energy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with a Sekigahara. No, it is not a Sekigahara. I'm Who so is sorry. it? Um, I feel like you're gonna be mad at me. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's 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 Megumi Yakushiji. Interesting. Okay, she is briefs. Definitely briefs for sure. Now let me let me let me give you the the thought process for beach and also state school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm interested in both of those. Both a fun idea, but you get there and if you don't take the proper precautions, <laughs> it's a bit much. Oh my god. <laughs> it's a bit much. I <laughs> I see. You put a lot of thought into those. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, that's that's the, the, the essence. I don't know. I, I, uh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. And I that. was really, I, I wouldn't, the soft and spiky also um, was really. No, I think you, I think you, that was bright. Yeah. I, Cause I would say she's definitely not spiky. If yeah, it was like soft not, or hard. Yeah. I think, I think hard would mm, be what I would go with. Mm-hmm. Soft or hard, but, uh, and yes, definitely Ashley energy for sure. Yeah. Jewel tones. I agree with. For sure. Briefs, definitely. I thought for sure when you said soft and Ashley energy, I thought for sure that had unlocked it for you. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, no, I got I got caught up (sighs) on on not even just beach, but big state school. That really Mm. that really Mm. threw me for a loop. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's a fun game. <laughs> Good game. I, that's great. <laughs> Hopefully that cuts down to like, that's probably yeah. going to cut down to like a couple of minutes. Probably. But anyway, uh, this was great. I would love to start a thread in the Discord or if we I, haven't already, yes. somebody else start a thread in the Discord and let's let's play. do some essences. Let's mm-hmm. go. But in the meantime, we are here for a podcast to talk about a, a game, I guess. I suppose. Yeah. So let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about Takatoshi Hijiyama. Yes. Um, okay, so in this part of Ijiyama's story, it starts, I think, pretty shortly after the last scene that we saw. Yeah. He wakes up in the factory and comes outside. And um, if you consider Okino in the thought cloud, he says, forcing his way into someone's head and messing around, he's unhinged. <clears throat> Agreed. <laughs> so he nevertheless goes to Sakura High School to find Okino and finds him on the walkway uh, between like the new and old building. Okino is feeding... A cat, the cat, cat. and mentions he's been feeding that cat each day and calls him Shintaro. And he's like, "Okay, I got to go back to class. But Takatoshi, can you like toss this tuna can when the cat is done eating? Um, (laughs) Clean up my trash. And uh, when he does, Takatoshi actually finds some money under the can. So I got very excited and thought, oh, I know we're going to get to go to the vending machines and witness so cold, so sweet. So cold, so sweet. Not this time. Um, Morimura is there. He doesn't want to get caught. So instead he goes to the schoolyard and Mm. he sees Megumi Yakushiji and he says, oh my God, it's her. It's my Yakisoba pawn angel. Yeah. And at this point I was like, 
did I miss something? Like, did I miss something? Like, what? I feel like I've missed out on a huge <laughs> chunk of, of story or something somewhere. But no, we did not. Right. <laughs> it's a, the reveal is coming. Yes. So he thinks, oh, the, you know, the yakisoba pond she gave me, it must have been purchased at this school. And so he goes to the cafeteria and buys one. It's the last one. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, this is it. This is the one. (laughs) And we get a flashback. It is uh, he's on the Kaede Riverbed. It is March 1985. And this is implied to be sometime after he has shifted to 1985 he's in his military uniform his hair is longer than it was in 1944 but not as long as it is now he's kneeling on the ground he's hungry he's like i'm gonna starve to death if i don't eat soon and uh megumi happens to walk by realizes he is in need and Mm. says oh hey i bought too much of this at school you can have this and it's an entire yakisoba pond yeah so uh she walks away he eats it and he says it's so good impossibly good it's delicious <laughs> how could anything so delicious exist in this world and i just want to yeah. say i got this scene uh during the time in my COVID recovery when i could not taste or smell anything and oh. it was very painful <laughs> No. Um, anyway, oh. back in the present, Takitoshi brings his yakisoba pond to the old school building to eat. He's very amped. Um, mm. And Okino happens to show up. He's not in his Kiriko disguise. And we get some Ooh. really gross and very unnecessary dialogue about mm. how he changed because he was uncomfortable because the skirt is breezy and, you know, with the wind and traffic and whatever. Imagine what could happen. Huh. Yeah, some teasing. I did think it was interesting here. This is the first... I think, instance uh, uh, that we get that Hijiyama like fully expresses that he doesn't really care how Okino is presenting because Okino's like, oh, he's like, oh, you changed? And Okino's like, oh, did you want me to like keep wearing the dress? And he says, I don't care what you wear, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't Just know. let them be gay, video game. Yeah, <laughs> I I feel like I... I read that more as him being like defensive, but I'm also, Mm. I think, inclined to uncharitable readings at this point. Sure. Hijiyama is like, all right, it's yakisoba pond time. I think he offers some to Okino and Okino is like, I'm good. And as he's eating, he realizes, wait a minute, this isn't the first time that I've seen yakisoba pond angel since (laughs) that first faded day. And we get another flashback. It's a few days ago at the alley outside the factory. Okino and Hijiyama have been trying to find the signal in somebody's head presumably it's ogata but like yeah who knows? i think this is like at the tail end of ogata's thing and probably right before he i don't know ties up uh, yeah Ijiyama. that is what is implied um so anyway they're like taking a break and okino's like i'm gonna go get some snacks um like what do you want and Ichiyama's like i would like a yakisoba pot and okino's like you sure you don't want like anything else? And Ichiyama goes, don't make fun of me. I like plenty of foods. I just haven't eaten any of them yet. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Okino leaves and then Megami walks up and Hijiyama's like, oh my God, it's Yakisoba Pond Angel. And he tries to talk to her and she just sort of like brushes past him toward the entrance to the factory. Um, and he tries to stop her and she turns around and shoots him um, yep. <laughs> with a phaser. It looks like sort of like a phaser gun like like a has um she says i'm sorry and walks into the factory and he passes out (laughs) saying yakisoba pond angel 
Why? Why? And we will find out why, probably. We will find out why, yeah. I do just want to say, uh, I think it's it's less of a phaser like A has and more of like the little gun that they give to Will Smith in Men in Black. <laughs> that like tiny gun that looks like it has like a needle tip mm-hmm. on it. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what oh, I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's kind of what I think it looks like. We see um, that in, but, I think, somebody else's story. Uh, I too, think so. Anyway. Maybe it kind of I mean, it kind of does the same thing that another thing does that we've seen in a mm-hmm. different a past chapter. I don't know why we're <clears throat> <laughs> I don't really know why we're being uh, so cagey about it, but I'll continue to do it because it's fun. I mean, cagey because I forgot who I'm talking. about. <laughs> I just yeah. remember seeing that gun. Yeah, I think it's 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 similar to uh, the ampule or whatever that they use on Iori. Oh, um, yeah. Not entirely, but but I was thinking yeah. of uh, the gun that I remember now that Natsuno gets shot with. When does Natsuno get shot? It, in her, in the Tominator story. Oh, oh, in this. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In this okay. one. I was just thinking back before, because we, we don't do that till till later. Yeah. I don't know. This is like a pretty, it's it's interesting to get more of the backstory mm-hmm. of how Hijiyama got here, but it's still pretty, I feel like not much has happened in this story. Yeah, I, I agree. It feels like his story is a little bit more like, hey, look at this funny guy and less um, sort of substantive in terms of like or it, it almost feels like weirdly Hijiyama's story is just a vehicle for you to know what Okino is doing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. And it's I don't know, I guess in that way, it's interesting because obviously they don't want to just show you and tell you what Okino's doing. So we're seeing it filtered through Hijiyama's lens. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I also feel like Hijiyama's the kind of character that's like, what are you doing? Like asking questions. So then and then Okino's just like, oh, well, here's exactly what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like there's never there's not really any mystery. Yeah, it's just kind of somebody else asking questions instead of. Instead of uh, uh, just being us being told the answer, I guess, as the the player. But whatever. I mean, we Mm -hmm. once again, we get another another great one liner, I think, from a a Hijiyama encounter, which is just Yakisoba Pan Angel. Why? Why? Um, And also the uh, it's impossibly good, delicious. How could anything so delicious Mm -hmm. exist in this world? Yeah, he Um, he definitely gets some of the best lines in the whole game. He definitely does. Um, There there are some all timers that we're going to talk about later today. But it's just like, I don't know. He's definitely played as kind of a jokey character. And it's just I don't know. That doesn't make like for a super engaging Mm -hmm. story. Mm -hmm. He's fun. He's a fun character. It's just like. Yeah, I mean, I think that this it's sort of part of what I find what I'm starting to, to find is the struggle for me is that a lot of the stories just feel like they're kind of having you spin your wheels for, mm-hmm. you know, the first 80 percent of the story. Mm-hmm. And then in the, you know, the last 20 percent, you get a flashback or something that, right. I don't know, reveals something about like what is actually going on. Yeah. But in the meantime, it's kind of like, OK, just like wander around with this character <laughs> Until you until you like find the the right combination of thoughts and I don't know, memories and stuff to to start piecing things together. Yeah, I think the last thing I'm going to say is the farther we get into this game, the less we are like doing the loop thing. Yeah, that we started out doing Mm -hmm. uh, in the beginning of the game, which I found so interesting. Um, I think that is just a matter of perspective. Like, I think whatever Juro's doing like he is purposely being run through a loop yeah um in one way or another but i don't know it's yeah. I think it's just interesting to give up that kind of uh like storytelling device for the other stories and just tell them in a, in a linear fashion mm-hmm. 
I don't know. And it's not linear because there are flashbacks and stuff, but. Right. But like like, it is, it is uh, the framing device of each of these stories for the most part is linear. Right. Yeah. Um, We're experiencing those things as flashbacks, not as things that they are going through. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess leading into the next person we're going to talk about, which is Megumi, is like I found her story to be particularly tedious. Um, Yeah. Because it just felt like the framing device was so much like it was a lot of like again like spinning wheels kind of um sure. to the point that um you all may have noticed the way we're talking about this is slightly different because in order yeah. to move things along i have written summaries of yes. uh of what we played this week kind of like weeding out the superfluous <laughs> information yes. so we can get through it quicker um yes. and with megumi that proved to be like i think an important way to like make sense of her chapter because the whole idea i mean i guess i can just start talking about it um I can yeah let's head over to megumi yakushiji <laughs> so megumi's chapters are all about her fulfilling her bargain with the cat and i'm about to like sort of set the stage with information that's kind of learned like throughout but yeah. for purposes of talking about it it's just easier to like kind of front load it so her job, <laughs> according to this contract, I love uh, she is obligated to shoot a bunch of her classmates with yeah. a, quote, magical gun, mm-hmm. which we'll get to um, each chapter. It, basically, each like chunk of her story is about her shooting someone different. Um, and it mm-hmm. follows like the general pattern where Megumi goes to school each morning. She like talks to Fluffy, the cat outside the gate. And then we see like her go about like shooting whoever her latest victim is. Um, And then after they are shot, they like forget sort of what happened. Yeah, it's like a kind of a short term, like they they forget everything immediately before. And yeah, I guess during the event. Yeah, right. And the the way that this has been justified to Megumi by the cat is that these <laughs> all of her classmates are witches. Yeah, um, dude. And she has to use this magic gun. It's not a gun. It's a magic gun that will, quote, bind them. Yeah. And throughout this story, this cat treats her like shit. He's this cat's mean he's so mean he's very Um, dismissive he's like constantly calling her stupid constantly nagging her i think there's Um, one point where he's like come here dumb dumb yes like (laughs) literally a very mean cat very mean cat i think it's so (laughs) interesting that they decided to give this cat the inflection of orson welles kind of (laughs) Yeah, like, basically, it's like a vague Orson Welles impression, but he's a cat. And there are sometimes where Megumi like he, there's there's a, a recurring bit where he's like, can you change the channel? She's like, what? You can't do it. He's like, I'm a cat. I have tiny balls. <laughs> like, well, OK, which is just funny coming out of uh, uh, that that voice. But yeah, so the whole witch thing and the binding them is so why i mean i guess maybe it's just wild because of the context we have of this game being like a sci-fi thing and like maybe if we you know started with megumi we're like oh it's not sci-fi but she does just fully hand her a gun a gun and she's like why does it have to be a gun and he's like whatever (laughs) like it could be anything do you want it to be like a magic wand yeah Uh, yeah which like he's so he's so mean to her he's like oh he's basically like oh you just want the you just want to be a magical girl like that's not how this works yeah and then even (laughs) i think it so i guess moving into the the first one the first witch she shoots is Mm -hmm. is goto but i think even when she shoots him the cat's like well i didn't tell you to shoot him like that but okay it's like (laughs) What do you yeah, want her to like, do, what dude? What is wrong? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so so 
she shoots Goto, uh, and he talks something about how the Sentinels are infected. Um, and uh, they talk about Jiro a bit because this is, you know, post Izumi. We're in the Karabe era. Yeah, we're in the Karabe era. <laughs> um, I'm yeah, entering so we, my Karabe era. <laughs> entering my Karabe era. <laughs> and, and, you know, yeah, they, they just, they, they talk about the Sentinels and then she shoots him. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. Cool. Fun. Fun. And the second person she shoots is A. They encounter each other just like outside. Or no, sorry. Uh, the, the cat tells her. In the old her, building. Yeah, in the old building. Because the cat tells her she's looking for a student that in a uniform with no buttons. Which is not a thing that I clocked about uh, A until we saw him yeah. this time. I was like, oh, he's got no buttons. <laughs> they don't have buttons in the future. Yeah, it's got magnets They use snaps. Snaps. <laughs> uh, snaps are the future. Dude, snaps you know? are the future. Um, <laughs> I quick tangent. I my all my pants growing up as a kid all had snaps on them, and now they have buttons. Mm-hmm. Come on, where are the snaps at? Give me That's snaps. so interesting. Little little snaps for a child. I feel like it's very yeah. easy for a kid to fuck that up. But I right. guess buttons are hard too when you're a kid. I, yeah, I guess it's I guess it's more of a teaching kids how to put pants on and less mm-hmm. of a being worried that they're gonna <laughs> rip them off. But yeah, I don't know. that's the thing. When I think snaps on pants, I think about like quick change. Like oh, like the snaps all the way down yeah. the sides. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so A is ready for a costume change in any moment, as are all the students of the future. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just how they function. That's canon. Yeah. <laughs> so so Megumi runs into A in the old building, and they recognize each other, and, and she says that, she's like, oh, you're one of Jiro's friends. Um, and he recognizes her, saying she's from Sector 3, which is the 2024, mm-hmm, right? I think so. Um, and then he, she like takes out the gun and he just runs away from her. Yeah, so she doesn't actually shoot him. No, she doesn't. Because she takes out the gun and he's like, what, are you going to shoot me? <laughs> yeah. Like, yes, I will. She is, um, she is simply not equipped to, to face off with a Sekigahara. <laughs> no, certainly not. But so then we, uh, we, we flash back to 2025 and Megumi is like running through the destroyed city uh, and sees Jiro Sentinel, you know, crashed into a building and she's like, oh my God, um, it's like missing an arm or whatever. And then he teleports in front of her and there's a whole like, Megumi, I, I'm sorry. Blah, blah, <laughs> yeah, blah. I wanted to protect you and blah, right, blah, blah. Because they're, they're in love, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then A shows up uh, and it's like, oh man, I can't believe he did this. Uh, and, and then we get the thing. So we know that uh, sentinels, you know, fuck with your brain. They're only supposed to be in a sentinel for like two or three minutes uh, or else you're kind of fucked. And he was uh, a comments that Joe was in the sentinel for like two hours. Yeah. Which is why his entire personality gets fucking wiped and then Jiro passes out but something interesting that a says is uh the moment you enter the sentinel uh you inflict irreversible damage to your brain mm-hmm. um which is kind of it's been undersold earlier in the game where it's like you can't spend too much or you'll bra- get brain overload right uh but irreversible damage is fun <laughs> that's that's i want to know is a right yeah or has a been lied to because we oh. like if A is the one who like I don't know inflicted the virus or right, whatever that right, took right, out right. the sentinels. Did he do it because somebody gave oh. him some information about oh you know like this the sentinels are actually like very bad for you uh, when you go into them and so did he I don't know and like if if that's the case like is it true or is it not true yeah like have we been lied to earlier in in the game about like the risks yeah or has a been lied to in order to manipulate him into doing this i didn't even consider the fact that maybe he did that virus thing willingly i had always just assumed that it was like an accident or something or just oh. like was being broadcast through him but i i think that's an interesting angle of, of maybe he did yeah. do it on purpose because 
he was given this bad information. It's it's possible too that you're that you're right that he was just totally framed. Uh, yeah, I don't know. but yeah, I mean, I could see a world where if A heard, you know, like oh, the moment you enter the Sentinel, you are fucking your brain up. Yeah, knowing that like you know Shinonome is you know like all gung ho about getting in the Sentinels because yeah she's in love with Ida. Right. I could see yeah. him being oh, manipulated yeah. into doing that. Uh, next up, Keitaro Miura. Next on the hit list. Yeah, on the hit list. Uh, and as we know, they are living together in the Karabe house. Like, I just want to say. Yeah. Poor, poor Miura. The, the tension <laughs> in this household is palpable. Uh, and poor Keitaro Miura is just like there. Like, right. I don't know what's going on between these two. I just need two. somewhere to sleep. <laughs> I just need somewhere to sleep. And yeah. also she's feeding me. Yeah, so that's basically what is happening in this section is Megumi is making Mira dinner and she says she's like oh you can take your hat off in the house I'm not worried about your surgical scar and then he like grabs the hat down it's like who told you about my surgical scar (laughs) and then we get a flashback of her basically seeing the surgical scar Uh, because she's like why are you wearing a hat all the time he's like oh I have a I have a scar and uh you know obviously Mira is the target Mm-hmm. So he takes off the hat to show the scar and <laughs> fucking she shoots him in, in the, the head. head. The, th- the thing that's interesting about this, too, is like she specifically asks him to take off the hat. Mm-hmm. She's like, T- take it off. So basically so that she can shoot him in that yeah. particular spot, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I, I get. Yeah, I guess because we haven't encountered anybody with like the-, the shot showing. So there's no like real reason for her to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But it, does she do it so that she can see it or does she just does she just do it? Because she says like he's like, oh, it's ugly. I figured it would be unsightly. And she's like, well, no, I don't think it would You know, take off the hat. That's fine. I, I'm looking at my my more detailed notes about this conversation. Mm. He she says it allows you to pilot a sentinel. Right. And he's like, how do you know about that? And she goes, I'll tell uh, you. But can you show me your forehead first? And then she t- he takes off the hat and she shoots him with the gun. There you go. OK, so yeah. it feels like she's asking him to show her the forehead specifically to shoot him there, which would presumably mean that the cat has told her to shoot him there. But she also says in another one, like, oh, like I can just shoot them anywhere, right? Like it doesn't matter yeah. where. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. I want to comment on that. Is this her putting the start buttons in people? Okay, so yeah, if we're going to bring it up now, yes, I yeah. think that's what it is because in the fur like the third battle or whatever, Tommy's like, "Yeah, you put the you put yeah. the thing on my back. Like why would you I'm going to get a cramp every time I have to start my sentinel." She also she shoots Juro in the not Juro. Uh they comment about how she shoots Goto in the arm. Mm-hmm. And Goto's start button is like on his forearm. Yeah. Oh, man. Did we see where she shot everybody else? I mean, it's not really like super clear because it's just yeah. like a flash and then like a, there's like a sparkly <laughs> symbol or whatever wherever they get mm-hmm. shot. Um, so I'm sure if we went back and like, looked oh, at my it, God, wait. <laughs> OK. Nazi does this on her cheek. There you go. But that's a different. It's different. Tommy Nader did that to her. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Also, I just want to comment on the fact this is my want that the boys respectively mm-hmm. have their start Oof. buttons uh shoes is on his temple juros is on his hand takatoshi's is on his forearm nenji's is on his ankle mira is on forehead Aze is on his neck mm-hmm. uh goto forearm mm-hmm. okay let's talk about where the girls have theirs yeah ryoko has hers on her shin which uh 
in the image of her pressing it has her kneeling down so we see up her skirt yori's is on her upper thigh so she has to lift up her skirt for it uh not to know cheek okay yuki's is on her chest so she has to pull her shirt to the side so she can do it megami's on her stomach so she has to pull her shirt up to do it tomi's on her back so she has to pull her shirt up to do it yeah come on guys cool <laughs> fun come on <laughs> anyway anyway yeah uh so <laughs> she shoots me in the head mm-hmm. um and uh fluffy talks about the the an implant being in his head that forces him to use their magic, but it's not entirely bad. The, the, the shot gives him immunity to the curse so he can use the magic and not suffer the same fate as Juro. Sure. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know, man, like she has to know it's not magic, right? Like it, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like she's just, I, I, in... I care so little about her interiority that I haven't even sure. considered that question. Cause like, if she has encountered the Sentinels and she's like seen this, she's seen how a Sentinel works and stuff. And so like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Whatever. Maybe. I mean, well, cause later she comments on it. She's like, Oh, well science, once science reaches a certain technology, reaches a certain point, it's basically magic. And that's yeah. how we get that, you know, reveal or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. but we'll get there. Sorry. Next up is Shu Amiguchi. Um, and you you uh, got a bit of conversation in the hallway. I did not get um, because I just I just missed it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, with Shiwamiguchi's, we start um, Ogata starts playing a role in, yeah. in Megami's story, starting with shoes. So she's looking for shoe at school to to give him the old pop pop. And uh, she overhears a conversation between some girls in the hallway where um, they're talking about Ogata and they're like, well, he's he's a delinquent, but he's not like the other delinquents. And it's implied that th- his delinquent friends used to be like their behavior used to be worse. But since he started hanging out with them, they've been like reformed a little bit, which I just thought was very funny. Mm-hmm. Just a fun little <laughs> nugget about uh, Ogata's whole deal. So anyway, yeah. uh, she goes to the roof, finds Shu there with Ogata. And she she starts having these like... Like she starts imagining possibilities, yeah. possibilities. Yeah. So she, she imagines shooting shoe right there in front of Agata mm-hmm. um, and him being like, hey, what you know, what the fuck? Basically, yeah. she's like, OK, well, I can't do that. I should wait until he's gone. So nobody sees me. Let's put a pin in that. So uh, Agata finally leaves. <laughs> Worth noting that in this conversation, she's like, oh, did you come here to like confess to me? <laughs> and Agata's like, oh, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> apparently they've been friends for like a really long time yeah. and ogata is just like constantly watching shu uh get confessions of love from yeah, girls. yeah dude it's so funny so ogata leaves megami shoots shu which for some reason turns the sentinel on uh and then sentinel 20 shows up you know just crashes into the world mm-hmm. uh and then shu is teleported into it <laughs> i guess maybe if the I'd like to go back and maybe watch that scene, because if the idea is that this is putting the start buttons in them, yeah. maybe he like touches it, you know? Yeah, but it didn't um, even like that. glow or anything. I don't know. That's true. But that's that's certainly possible because we have seen it. You know, it's the very first scene with Juro's. Yeah. He accidentally touches uh, Mira's and that's yeah. that calls the Sentinel. So it, it, after after she gets sucked into the sentinel apparently jero was there the whole time and saw yeah. everything uh and so fluffy's like ugh shit i guess i have to do some <laughs> mind wipe you know kitashiba shit 
which is what I assume he meant he was going to do. Because uh, he's like, you you mm-hmm. leave, I'll take care of this. And I assume it's just like, I'm going to wipe Jero's memory. Because he also talks about, uh, Fluffy does, uh, about being able to like read people's memories, mm-hmm. basically. So if he's able to do that, then he's probably able to just alter their memories as well. Mm-hmm. Uh fucking i guess so man um right uh so then we uh fast forward to the Krabi house that night and Jero is standing next to the tv uh and there is a news about the uh gas explosion right so the gas oh, explosion mm-hmm. i think came up in a prior uh yes it came up in mirrors like, that's what it was yeah and Jero's watching and he's like that wasn't a gas explosion yeah. so sorry uh so Jero's watching the news talking about uh, a u.s military helicopter crash near the school near the school uh Jero doesn't remember uh and megumi realizes that she's like that wasn't a helicopter and fluffy's like i took care of it stupid um <laughs> i don't know he probably called her something derogatory there yeah um, pretty much um yeah he's like i i like made juro forget basically but also when she's like and you like changed the news story too and he's like yeah. i have no fucking idea what you're talking about yeah so somebody else did the cover-up yeah but, yeah because because yeah. then yeah because she thinks like oh well he can change Jero's memories so i guess maybe he could just change the the, the, the memories of the city mm-hmm. uh i don't know interesting and at this point this is where megumi brings up the oh like once technology reaches a certain point it's basically magic and presses fluffy for answers uh about like what exactly what, what am, am i, I doing? doing yeah, yeah. <laughs> um like enough of this bullshit yeah and then he's basically just like well as soon as you shoot them they get teleported to a world uh where they, this was my understanding at least you shoot them and then they basically end up in the battles in 1985 like that is oh that's how i was reading it like as oh, soon as she shoots them they show I up read it. because that was how i justified not justified but that was uh, having nenji in his battle whatever he shows up he's like oh i get it we're in the sentinel i think is immediately after he gets shot he just ends up in the sentinel piloting in the middle of the in, in the middle of the city that's how oh. i understood it oh i didn't read it that way okay. um the way that i read it so she was like oh you know like i'm doing this to like save everyone right and he's like well n- listen like even if you quote seal the witches the kaiju are still gonna come and she's like so then why are we doing this and he says this is a game of survival i'm readying the playing field now the witches will join the fight they will have no choice but to take the sentinels into battle then and she says then what i've been shooting them with is and he says a magic that forces them onto the battlefield. So I read this not as it like immediately makes that happen mm. and suddenly they're in the battle. I thought it was I am basically giving them some kind of code that like mm-hmm. when the time comes, they are going to be put into the or they're yeah. going to have the urge or I don't know. Yeah, I'm just so because, yeah, with Iori, we see her like run up and like hit hit her start button and then end right. up in, in the Sentinel, like right. in the first shot of the game. Yeah. So maybe it's just when they dream, it allows them to physically be somewhere or uh, i don't know like because they're all talking about (sighs) this is interesting because i don't know that it's like physically changing where they are yet i think it is literally just like he is like readying the playing field and in like in linear time like the kaiju are coming Mm -hmm. and at some point they will be here right and he's he's gonna have her shoot everybody yeah like before they arrive but then like the way the because just thinking about like the timeline and analysis, that's like the way that it's always made sense to my brain. Sure. But then why does she have to shoot Jiro and Miura? Because don't they already have start buttons? I don't. I would have to look at the order of operations. Yeah, because I get maybe they could take out because because like, we, we know in 2025 Jiro was piloting a Sentinel. 
But I guess that doesn't necessarily mean he has a start button. That just means he was in right. Sentinel, right? I, mm. I don't think that this is something that enables them to pilot the Sentinels. I think this is something that is going to force them into the Sentinels at the critical moment. Sure. Is how I read this. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, Fluffy drops the bomb that Megumi has to shoot Tomi now, her best friend. Mm-hmm. You know, which she obviously has a problem with. So then at school, uh, Megumi finds Tomi in the cafeteria with Ogata. <laughs> Tomi's just like getting lunch for everyone. Yeah. Uh, and then Ogata's like, oh, my God, there's so many people. And Tomi's like, oh, what do you want? I'll get it for you. Um, and like runs into the crowd of people yelling uh, out of my way, you nerds. Just <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. I love her so much. And then, you know, Megumi immediately follows and sh- shoots her in the crowd of people. Uh, just before that happens, she has another one of these like, oh, right. Th- she imagines shooting Tommy again in front of Ogata in the hallway right. um, and getting caught by him and is like, no, no, not that way. I'll like do it like once she's in the line mm-hmm. and there's like all of this chaos and nobody will see it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he still so, suspects yeah. her. <laughs> Tommy gets shot and like stumbles out of the crowd and falls in front of Ogata. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, my God, what's happening? And then. Tommy like kind of recovers and Ogata as you go to walk or as Megumi goes to walk away, Ogata's like, hey, what the fuck did you do? Like, why did you do this? But Megumi leaves and Ogata follows her uh, to the front gate, confronts her, you know, saying that she did something to Tommy and that he remembers her helping him before mm-hmm. to which Megumi just gets out. Of <gasps> oh, I I didn't know what that meant. And now I think I do. She breaks Nenji out of the. Oh, that's what she was doing there. That's what she was doing there. Okay. Yeah. We did it. We did it. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So then do you think that Okino just comes back and finds Hijiyama knocked out and Ogata gone? It's like, well, I guess I'm going to put the helmet on him. Maybe. Uh, Interesting. Interesting. Whoa. Okay. The thing that's Uh, interesting to me is... The start button is referred to in that early Juro scene as, like as Okino's code. Sure. So you would think that like whatever Megumi is doing here is at least indirectly on behalf of Okino. Yeah. Well, we know that Okino and, and the cat or I guess Okino and a cat have a relationship because he's feeding Shintaro. Oh, right. In that scene. But then why did she come and break him out? Well, maybe she didn't realize. Maybe she was there for Hijiyama. But then why did she go in the factory? I'm just wondering why she, like, set Nenji free from Okino. If. Well, we know in a later scene that not everybody sees the cat. So maybe the cat was with her. And when she was looking for Ogata and then when Hijiyama was there, the cat was like, oh, he's one, too. Maybe. And then also Ogata is in in the, the room. Yeah. But at that point, Nenji recognizes the the Matrix thing as the Sentinel cockpit. Like he already knows right. what the Sentinel cockpit looks like. Right. So he's already been start buttoned. No, no, no. <laughs> he doesn't recognize it as the Sentinel cockpit yet. No. He's just he he refers to it as a capsule. Okay. He doesn't he doesn't know what it is because remember the the moment he finds out that it's his Sentinel capsule. Right now I get is, it. Yeah. Is in the fight. Yeah. But then why is okay? Why is it a capsule then? I don't know. It's a great <laughs> because even Okino, a great question. Like he, sa- he says, like, why am I in this capsule? And Okino's like, capsule? What are you talking about? I don't want to give too much away. But well, I guess we can. It may just be a reference to um, the movie that is going to be 
the subject of our analysis episode got it okay uh which is source code yeah yeah teaser for next tuesday's episode (laughs) source it's good i watched it already my favorite thing about it it's 90 minutes long every movie should be 90 minutes long nice movies are too long anyway (laughs) i Um, love how i say that and then i'll watch an entire uh season of a K-drama where every episode is 90 minutes long mm-hmm. anyway. And then make podcasts on a weekly basis that are two mm-hmm. plus hours long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't think about it too hard. <laughs> um, I'm right. It's the important thing. So back at the Karate house, <laughs> um, Jiro is asleep on the floor, uh, wakes up and talks about vaguely seeing Miori in his dreams, uh, runs away. Megumi is very upset about this. Fluffy appears and it's like, oh, well, it's a good thing that you hate Yori so much because you're going to have <laughs> yeah. to you're going to have to shoot her. Cool. So we head to school uh, and again, see Iori in the hallway and then. Uh, oh, no, sorry. See Nenji in the hallway. Uh, but he's like facing he's just facing the wall for some reason. Um, <laughs> and then we get one an- another one of these like imagined scenarios of him mm-hmm. like confronting her and wanting to ask her questions. Uh, so she, you know. Walks the other way, uh, follows Iori to the girl's bathroom and shoots her, declaring that it's not for Juro, but that it's for herself. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, she's like, this is for Juro. Wait, no. Who is this for? This yeah. is for me. Yeah. OK. Yeah. But in like a it's just like in such a uh, it's just so icky. <laughs> it's rancid. But it's like I, I think it's it, at this point where where she's finally like calling herself out. <laughs> for it or like realizing that like oh no it's Maybe. not because i have feelings for jero it's because i'm a selfish um, i guess i don't know dude then uh, uh miwa runs in and uh like picks iori up and is like what did you do and says that <laughs> the couple of scenes we've got of of megumi outside talking to the cat both have included megumi like showing up and then running away <laughs> so megumi's like oh i've seen her outside talking to the the gate like it knows what she's saying mm-hmm. um and uh calling it fluffy uh which yeah. is the reveal that not everyone sees fluffy um mm-hmm. i also think it's very funny and worth noting that uh, uh we get a flashback of uh megumi like naming fluffy and mm-hmm. she's like yeah i guess i'll call you fluffy and he's like well that's not a very creative name but whatever i just think that's funny because scrappy my cat his original name was fluffy was it really um, yeah which is just like the 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 most easy name because mm-hmm. he has long he is hair fluffy. he is yeah. fluffy it's like come on you know he's so not a fluffy though scrappy is a better name for him. It, it it really is he was fucking going so hard cleaning himself yesterday that he like <laughs> he was he was just you know his, it was like a whole body clean while tara and i were watching some show or whatever and he like stood up and was just like visibly wet <laughs> my <laughs> man disgusting uh anyway nasty uh and uh so that's uh that's that's pretty much that scene yeah and, and, and Megumi's Megumi surprised that like, oh, nobody can see the cat. Oh, my gosh. And then we just fade to black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I, I included some notes at the end of this uh, that are just like interesting little tidbits that I yeah. didn't really want to talk about, like, you know, to distract from like getting through the story. But yes, first of all, it's implied that not only can not everyone can see Fluffy the evil cat, but right. it is implied that there is just a regular ass cat. Yeah. Well, it's the one that we see in Iori's story. There's just right. a, the cat that's there and they talk about. Yeah. But they also talk about how like, oh, there's one by the school and also one by mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it's Iori's house. Like there. So I, I, I don't know if it is the same 
fluffy and and he can just decide when i don't think it is and the reason why i don't think it is uh again something that i didn't actually include is there's a moment in one of these stories where like as megami walks up to the school you see the cat Mm -hmm. and you have to and this is this was to me maybe the most annoying thing in the world where you had to run after the cat and try to talk to it and it keeps running away from you and then when you talk to it finally when you manage to hit the button in the split second moment before the cat fucking runs away again why see this is what i'm talking about with him like this game makes me spin my wheels but anyway when you do that the cat doesn't respond it runs off to the right and then suddenly you walk back and fluffy is sitting on the gate yeah and so the implication is like that was just like a regular ass cat that she was chasing around. and and then there's the moment two in the walkway where you see the cat right. and it runs yeah. and then you search the the bushes or whatever. And Fluffy's mm-hmm. li- Fluffy is like just off to the right. It's like, hey, what the yeah. fuck are you doing? What stupid. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and doesn't seem to know anything about this other cat. Like doesn't no. seem to know that this other cat exists. No. Which I feel like if you were a cat doing cat shit for real, you would know all the other cats in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't tell me that cats don't all know each other. <laughs> Uh, I'm just so curious why that is, why that is, period. Like, I just, I... I think that this game likes to fuck with us. You think? I genuinely think that there is a bunch of shit in this game that's Man. just here to fuck with you. Interesting. I fully believe that. I, I, I'm still sitting here, Close Encounters of the third, third Kind, with my mashed potato mountain saying it means something. Like, yeah, I think, like, eventually everything comes together, but I do think that part of it all coming together is, like, them leading you down lots of different paths yeah, just, just to like red herrings yeah just to like create i do think that this game has a little bit of essence of <laughs> what's his face the director who loves a twist uh m night Shyamalan? yes this, there's a <laughs> there is essence of Shyamalan in there's, this game yeah. where like part of what mm. quote unquote i think makes it so good is <laughs> the twists sure. <laughs> like that that's just what people talk about is like oh there's all these narrative twists and turns and i you know i'll i i could eat my hat at some point uh or eat crow or whatever the fucking phrase is um <sighs> that i'm trying to get at and yeah. uh it will turn out to be like okay this is all like for a purpose mm-hmm. but i do think it feels a little bit like some of it is just like we're just throwing in twists to fuck, you know, like just because that makes an interesting story. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I'm I'm putting a lot of credence in people loving this game so mm-hmm. much that it's not that, that that it has to be doing something. Yeah. So uh, maybe that's just me, you know, uh, being naive or whatever, but. No, it's probably you're probably right. I'm I'm a little sick of it. So. Oh, well, sure. But I don't think there's any evidence one way or the other for, for one of us to be more right than the other. I don't think I, I think that there is evidence insofar as people seem to love this game. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I would sort of like it to get to the point at some point. I agree. But I also do think that's another symptom of us playing it for the podcast. And yeah, and not uh just playing it straight through. Uh, another thing you noted here, which I also clocked, um, very interesting. When Tomi and Megumi are, are in 1985, they like, you know, they meet up and Tomi's like, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. Mm-hmm. Where are you living? The The apartment that Shikishima gave us is lonely or whatever. It's like, yeah. oh. She's like, I like, it was like really weird when I came back and all of your stuff was gone. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. where are you living? And she's like, uh, the Karabe house. And Tomi's like, why? <laughs> you yeah, know that. Yeah, she's like, did you get permission from Morimura? Yeah. And she was like, 
Probably. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, extremely good. That sounds like a no, babe. But it's just like, it just makes that whole situation even worse. <laughs> like, yeah. of her forcing herself into Juro's life when he literally does not know who she is. Mm-hmm. Just makes it kind of feel a little worse. But anyway, so let's move on now to Iori Fuyusaka. The most annoying <laughs> loop in this game. See, I, I was more annoyed by Megumi, but I think Iori is a close second. At, at least um, Megumi's is like kind of a linear storyline. Yeah. Like Iori's is just like, hey, you're doing the exact same thing you were last time where you're just waiting for them mm-hmm. to get to a point in the conversation where you can butt in and then do. And those conversations uh, are completely inconsequential. Yeah, the conversations are inconsequential. And then when you're when you're talking to like go get food and stuff, you don't even get the fucking like you don't get new keywords or anything. You don't get new no. thought cloud stuff like it's just like, ah, I mean, they lead you yeah. it leads you to a, a flashback, but it's just like so. But yeah, but it's like I, I hate that it like I had to like. Again, spin my wheels for so long just to get this flashback. Yeah, dude. It feels it just feels like I don't even want to call it filler because it's not. No, I guess it is. It's filler. It's like it's just so uninteresting and it's just like a bunch of stuff. Like, it just yeah. feels like it serves no purpose. Yeah. So it, we start out in the shopping district with Iori, Tomi and Miwa again. Um, it's similar to her prior scenes where it's like they're just hanging out and they're like, oh, should we go get food and whatever? And um, like we said, like there are conversations about various things where, y- you know, you can wait until the exact right moment to to be able to say something. And none of it is all that interesting, frankly. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not. Yeah. To the point that like I didn't even include it in the summary. Yeah. But yeah, that's another thing I think about it that that makes it really frustrating for me is like I I think I restarted this one because I missed some opportunities to like you know have that dialogue and I was Ooh. like oh like I you know want to see what that dialogue is <laughs> and then for it to like not even be important like yeah. literally at all I yeah. was like okay great anyway so we have two rounds of them getting food mm-hmm. again again <laughs> the first one I don't remember what it was it's a hot dog um, they get hot dogs it's a hot dog yeah from the, the bakery down the street good. and then they they explain it's just it's it's that <laughs> it's that classic thing of uh uh like Japanese media trying to uh, <laughs> explain American foods um, and they just make them sound so much better than they are in real life. Yeah, just like the description I mean, is just like a slightly sweet bun with like a, a you know, they describe <laughs> they describe the hot dog as like not just like a, 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 really a meat goo tube. It's like, you know, a perfectly seasoned sausage with like whatever. It's just very funny. Uh, it's possible that they're... Um, better in japan i don't know uh, probably but, um they probably respect yes. the people that live there <laughs> yeah <laughs> make them food that uh, they... well there are probably also like higher standards for like what can right. go into food <laughs> right. yeah exactly <laughs> um although listen listen as italians i guess we shouldn't uh, <laughs> knock sausages <laughs> yeah I guess but anyway not. um another <laughs> the other thing they get is steamed pork buns and tomi says uh, they're talking about like, oh, my God, these these steamed pork buns are huge. Those also looked really they good. Look so good. And she goes, you know, this is a good idea for a date. Just buy two of these, stuff them in your shirt and bam, instant, instant Moribora. Yeah. My which God. even I have to admit is pretty funny. Pretty funny. 
<laughs> so anyway, all this is leading up to a flashback about something that happened earlier that day. Uh, Yori was cleaning the science room. A bunch of screens popped up and she shifted to another time. Mm-hmm. And she wakes up. We don't see where she shifted at first. We just see her wake up in the nurse's office. She's surrounded by Miwa, Goto, and Morimura, a suspicious group already. Yes. And they're like, oh, Goto found you collapsed on the floor in the science room and carried you here. And Miwa's like, huh? And Yori says that she remembers being transported to a burning city. And she was like, I was there. And everybody's like, no, no, it was a dream. It was definitely a dream. Yeah. It's it was totally a dream. It's so, that is so so suspicious. Suspicious. Yeah. uh, Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So then we actually get the flashback of what happened. Yori is in a ruined city. It's 2065. She runs into A. And this is so funny to me. He points a gun at her. He's like, who, who are you? Who who ordered you to come here? And she's like, nobody ordered me to come here. I'm just a little girl. And, uh, I'm just a gal. And, uh, uh she's like oh i'm like i don't know and so he backs off but he's like she like explains oh you know i was like in the science room and suddenly i was transported Mm -hmm. and he's like okay so the gate worked for her which means she must be one of the 15 but it was locked so it would only work for morimura so she must be a quote the real chihiro morimura the real chihiro real it's very interesting Mm-hmm. Considering just after this, she wakes up with another Murray Murray. Right. So we see some Dimos in the distance and mm-hmm. she's like, oh, yeah, they're going to like come and destroy the world. And then A is like suspicious again. He's like, who told you all this stuff? And he like grabs her like kind of like in a violent way. Mm. And she's like, no, I've like seen them in my dreams. And she like explains some of her dreams for him. And he's like, oh, Morimura told me the same stories. Mm. Again, implied that she just is Morimura. Um, Then we see like a little BJ drone fly in and uh, it is followed up by a sentinel. Mm -hmm. So A's like, oh shit, I gotta get out of here. Um, And there's like a flash and he disappears. And then Goto walks in. He shoots that BJ down, right? He might. Oh! Yeah, there it is. (laughs) Okay, that'll come back. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Good catch. Thank you. So then uh, Goto walks in. Casual. Yeah, he totally just found her passed out on the science room floor. Yeah, I guess technically this is the science room floor. It just depends where your temporal location is, you know? Oh, do you think it's implies (laughs) that this is where the school... No, 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 no. No, I don't think so. Because, yeah, the school is there. Anyway. (laughs) I'm just just um, goofing, sorry. (laughs) uh, Anyway, Catsuit Morimura pops up on a little screen. And he's like, oh, hey, okay, I found Sentinel number eight. It had been taken over by the Dimos, but they disable it. They mentioned that it's like a remote type of Sentinel, so nobody pilots it. Yes, that's the word. And he's like, oh, by the way, Aseki Gahara was here. And she's like, oh, I'm surprised that he's in this sector. And then finally he's like, oh, and also there's a student from Sector 4. And then (laughs) Morimura sees who it is and she's like, oh, bring her back. Yeah. So very curious about that. Mm -hmm. And that's where that chunk ends. The next one starts... On Sumire Bridge in 2097, mm-hmm. adult Juro Izumi is here and Katsut Morimura is also here. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I'm not going to let you get away. I just want to say uh, adult Juro here looks rough, dude. He's got like like bags under his eyes. He's like exhausted. Dude's dude's mm-hmm. tired. Dude needs a rest. Yeah, he needs to go to the spa. <laughs> so he's like, 
Listen, 16 years ago, you and I were in love and we struggled to save the world together. We found the truth. This is just one part of a massive operation, but like the plan needs to be revised. So like, please listen to me and like, don't kill me or whatever. And she's like, you killed four people. So are you going to like kill more people? Mm -hmm. um, and he, she seems to be referencing that scene we saw back in Juro's story where he like shot a bunch of kids, including Shu and Megami. I don't know, because that no? one ends with him getting shot by Morimura. Because huh. he shoots Megumi, uh, Iori, and Shu. He goes to kill Shu, and then Morimura shows up oh, and shoots Jiro right. instead. You could be right. So, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and then he says something to her that presumably makes sense in context, but does not make sense to me. It says, you misunderstand. I backed up my data in, on Sector Zero before the final battle. That was all I could do. I don't know what happened to the others. Mm -hmm. <coughs> I don't know what any of that means. Anyway, yeah. Um, she says, Ida Kun told her something different, and so she like can't trust Juro. And he's like, really, like, you loved me once. Um, I think he says 25-year-old Morimura loved me or something. Yeah, which, uh, the fuck does that mean? I don't know. But she shoots him anyway. Yeah. So uh, Yori wakes up in class in 1985. Um, the implication being that, like, this is a dream that she just had. Yep. She decides to go to the science room so she can shift again. And so that involves you figuring out who has science room cleaning duty yep. that day. And it turns out to be Miwa. Mm -hmm. I want to point out here, I was wrong about something. It's happened again. Uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> like, while you're trying to figure out who has science room duty, you overhear a conversation between two students where one is like oh like i have you know science room duty with miwa and the other one's like oh miwa like she's cute um so the game thinks that she's cute is not uh making her seem totally hopeless in love and i i love that for her i mm -hmm. hope it works out <laughs> anyway so yori's like miwa can i have the key she gives her the key neat so yori goes back <laughs> to the science room and shifts again yeah we get like a little scene of like her trying to figure out how to do it. And the thing that works is her yelling open sesame because it's just voice recognition. Yeah, which I just think is so good. I think it's really yeah. funny. It's also funny because like, does that mean that like she could just be in there and talk and it would power up? Presumably. Like, do, it, like, is this girl anytime she speaks up in science class? What happens then? Yeah. Well, don't, anyway, don't we see her cleaning the room with Jiro mm -hmm. at one point? We sure do. Like earlier in the game, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, anyway. Yeah. So this time when she shifts, she ends up in the spaceship ruins we saw in a previous scene. Yes. 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 There are three of the Terminator like androids that we uh, saw last week. Mm -hmm. They're all like deactivated on the ground. And she's like, that reminds me of something, but I can't remember what. Yeah. Um, which are, is the implication that. That was her, Okino, and Juro. Absolutely. That's what right? I think. A hundred percent. That's the three people that we yeah, saw it's in either your that last. Or it's a it's a it's a, a red herring, but I, I it has to be that, which leads to some interesting so thoughts. Leads to some people, interesting thoughts. People are robots. So she hears someone coming and hides. Uh, and in walks Ryoko Shinonome, followed by A. 
Um, she's like running away from him and he's like, why are you running? Uh, Vine voice. And he's like, just like, come over here. I can protect you. And she's like, no, I'm confused. And she shifts. And then Yori is like, oh, he's in love with someone else. And he's like, who the fuck? Why are you here? Um, <laughs> he's like, I would have sent you back to your sector. So he like has her shift back. Yeah. Um, and that's where this chunk ends. Mm-hmm. The next one starts at the front gate of the school. And it is implied that this is the day that Miwa saw the other of to- version of Tomi in the mm. in the old building or the girl's bathroom. Uh, yeah, it's that it's that incident, which we'll learn more about soon. So what happened on this day uh, after they met up is that they took the train to Susuji to go to a record store. Um, turns out to be a bust. Miwa was yeah. like looking for like a new idol album, probably the Inaba yeah. album. Uh, and I do just want to say also this isn't this isn't the only Inaba drop. I, I think because oh, really the second time that Fluffy asks Megumi to change the channel, he asks her to stop on the idol channel oh. that I think she was watching. So I'm I'm assuming that that is yeah uh, the same idol. Whenever they talk about an idol, I just assume it's Inaba. Yep. So it turns out to be a bust, and um, it's like later than they like intended to be there. So yeah. you have to like go call. This is another example of like a bunch of filler where like you have to go call Yori's dad, and then Yori's yeah. dad is like, "Come home." So yeah. She's like, "I gotta go home." <laughs> it was just been them going home. Yeah. So they try to head for the train station, but Wajima and his goons are there. I want to give a quick content warning for this part of the story. It's really brief. I'm not going to go into too much detail, but there is an implied threat of sexual assault. Yeah. So the girls mentioned that Wajima was harassing them last week in front of the school. Um, Nenji Ogata stepped in because he's the king. Um, And... They this time they're like, oh, you know, like they're camped out by like both entrances to the subway. How are we going to get in? And then um, Detective Onishi shows up. He's the detective that we've seen in a few prior scenes, um, juvenile division. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's like, you know, like, get out of here, you punk. I just want to say when you go to uh, talk to him his full name pops up every time he's like my mm-hmm. I'm, I'm detective onishi you might you might know me as onishi the ogre juvenile division so then every time you go to talk to him his nameplate is onishi the ogre juvenile division it's <laughs> <laughs> so funny really good um like it seems like they're in the clear but then the next scene like it fades to the next scene and miwa and iori are with wajima and the rest of his gang in an alley tomi is not there and they're like oh you like you know, ambushed us in front of the station and forced us into this alley. The dialogue here heavily implies that Wajima intends to assault Iori. Yeah. Until A shows up and saves the day, kicks the asses of Wajima and his fellow gang members. And then, you know, it's like, oh, my hero. And um, then there are like there's the sound of sirens and a it's like oh shit they're after me and yeah. he runs away so tommy runs in um she i guess got away and like managed to grab onishi who is like okay i guess i'm gonna uh, arrest these goons <laughs> and iori decides that uh she's gonna run after a mm-hmm. after she runs out we see that he's also being pursued by men in black Mm-hmm. back on the street one of them almost catches a so iori is like all right i'm gonna save him now yeah. and quote accidentally bumps into the guy so he like loses you know his grip on a she manages to knock him over so he gets up and like grabs her and then yuki walks in 
And she's like, oh, so now we're like, you know, manhandling women and children. Fuck that. Mm -hmm. Um, And absolutely clocks the guy, levels him. (laughs) And she's the queen. Anyway, (laughs) A apparently has a Tesla brand motorcycle because it autopilots itself in, hopefully without hitting any pedestrians or jet planes (laughs) along the way. Um, And he and Iori escape. Yeah. So I guess that's the key he had. (laughs) Maybe. I guess. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. It's it's the implication. They're like on the highway. Uh, The tension is palpable. He's like, oh, you better like hold on or you're going to fall off. (laughs) Um, So she's like, now's my chance. I'm in love with you. (laughs) God. Now, can we talk about the fact that like not the last time she saw him, but the time before that, he pointed a gun at her and threatened her with violence. Yeah. She's like, I am in love with this man. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she's like, I, you know, like, I know that you're like in love with Shinonome Senpai, but like, I wanted you to know. And he's like, I am not in love with Shinonome Senpai. Um, she is not my girlfriend. Uh, she's a friend from when I was young. My parents weren't around and she like took care of me. I think of her like an older sister and I like, right want her to be well but i am not in love with her yeah so iori's like oh yay um (laughs) he's uh, a says it seems the two of us are bound by fate what Uh, would you do if i told you i'm an assassin from the future who came here to kill you and she just goes it wouldn't matter i still love you (laughs) i love that just like immediately doesn't miss a beat it's like no no i'm pretty locked in at this point um (laughs) (laughs) it's been 24 full hours i'm locked in he's like you don't even know my name. <laughs> she's like, doesn't matter. And he's like, well, I'm a Seki Gahara. Um, and she's like, so like, you're saying a lot of things, but none of them are a no. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I just love she really is eyes on the prize. Um, yeah, dude. Simply does not care about anything else. No. <laughs> Pretty much the funniest thing you could say in this situation. But uh, <laughs> instead of giving her an answer about uh, her confession of love, he's like, I'm going to drop you at home. Yeah. But I'll be in touch. I do think maybe I'm just making it up, but I do think he was smiling. Oh, was he? He might have been. I do think his little, his little uh, drawing was smiling. Our little man's animated face. I, I, here's the thing. I'm, I'm teasing them, but for some reason I am, I do ship them. Really? Yeah. I kind (laughs) of like it. I don't know why. (laughs) I mean, I like them both as characters, but this is like, doesn't make any sense at all. No, none whatsoever. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Jesus. Anyway. Yeah. So that's as much Iori as we've liked. Yeah. Uh, so that's Iori. That brings us to uh, 85% for Iori. Uh, mm. We're getting up there in percents, y'all. We are. So then we move on, finally, mm-hmm. to the story of Natsuno Minami. This was a great, unknowingly, this was a really great one to leave off on because yeah. we get a big uh, reveal at yeah, the there's end of some, this. Yeah, there's some stuff here. So uh, it's been a while since, we, since we've since we played Natsuno. The last time we played yeah. was uh, when we encountered Miura in 1945 uh, and then got stuck there. We know through other people's stories that she does get, she and BJ do get back mm-hmm. to 1985 but we don't actually know how she got there so this picks right up with uh she and bj arriving back in 1985 uh <laughs> along with the sentinel <laughs> mm-hmm. that uh uh Miera had been piloting uh, in that era 
and they're just like on top of the sentinel and she's like holy shit how do i get down and bj's yeah. and bj's just like the ladder and she's like oh There's right a ladder not Suno. she's like oh that's how i got up here that's right i just i'm in love with her so they they you know get off the sentinel and bj's like okay well we should go because there's a giant robot that just fell into the city and that's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, yeah that's probably a good idea so they they leave uh and we get where every other Natsuno scene takes place we go back to the track room mm-hmm. so i now got the story that i missed mm. um when Natsuno finds out uh that yuki is working with the men in black um i'm curious here? to hear yeah oh yeah and yeah and like i got that and then that scene ended and it was just like okay play the next chunk so i'm really curious to see what happened with you but um i just want to add when we talked about this scene you mentioned that like oh you know not to know basically like goads ogata into yeah. uh distracting the man in black by saying like oh yeah they're gonna do like a a strip search or whatever yeah. it's like oh perverts like, i'm gonna take him down a complete misread on my part yeah which i think might have been because we didn't like have the information about like what like the to fill fill this in because what actually happens is oh god is like oh you know if they like search you they're gonna have to take off that outfit and she goes outfit you mean the spacesuit well yeah they they'd probably take the whole thing off she thinks he's talking about bj right Right. <laughs> which is insane because Ogata doesn't know about BJ. And I think the reason why you might not have clocked it is because I don't know that we necessarily got the line yet where not to know is like, he's a brain in a space. Oh, suit. he's yeah. He's mm. a brain in a space. Suit. Mm, maybe I, I appreciate the generous <laughs> reading for me on your part, but I don't know. I think maybe I just missed it. <laughs> maybe. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that is, it is so funny. They're so like good. completely talking past each other. Mm-hmm. It's like two toddlers trying to communicate. And it's mm-hmm. my favorite thing in the world. The ultimate, I need more scenes of these two together. The ultimate himbo herbo dynamic. Yeah. It's really good. It's really, Very really good. good. So, um, uh, so yeah, then I just got like the rest of that scene where she realizes like, oh, you know, Yuki is working with the men of black and I can't trust her. Interesting. Yeah, for me, uh, basically, we just end back up in the track room and where you started. The next it, one. Yeah, like where you, where you, you know, it bumped you out and then you went back in. That is where mm-hmm. I immediately get okay. led after the after the Sentinel scene. Um, Wild. Yeah. So we're back in the uh, track room. You know, uh, BJ is there and uh, she realizes she left her notebook in the AV room. Um, So we pack up BJ and just fade to black to the AV room. And she's like, I got my notebook. (laughs) And this whose story was it where we went through Natsuno's notebook? Uh, Yuki. But it's after she disappears, which I don't think has happened yet. After Natsuno disappears. Which you don't think has happened yet here? Yeah. I thought her being disappeared was the 1945 bit where she was gone. Oh. That's how, that's what I thought it was. Maybe. So I think her, her notebook was missing because Yuki came and grabbed it and then it just ended up in the... But then how did she, how did she know where it was? It's true. Back, back on podcast, I just spent a couple of minutes looking through the, through the mystery files, um, or through the timeline. Mm-hmm. The, the Yuki looking for Natsuno happens like seven events after the end of, of Natsuno's stuff that we're going to play here so don't know why her thing is gone maybe it, i think she literally just left it yeah i think she just left it there because she's a herbo yeah um and i it's do want to oh. highlight she has like a full conversation with herself oh my god and where she moves side to side too to like talk it's, in the opposite direction it is exquisite and i would like to 
to find for you. Sure, please. Okay, so she gives herself this little pep talk where she's like, listen up, Minami, all top secret documents need to be kept extra secure. We can't afford any leaks. And then she like goes and plays the other character and she's like, you got it, boss. And BJ is like, oh my God, not to know. <laughs> Girl, we gotta go. <laughs> please focus up. <laughs> yeah for good reason uh yeah we have to focus up because pj's like hey there's an unfamiliar signal coming from a hostile entity mm-hmm. so we should leave and then uh slow walk tommy shows up so this is also the day yes of the incident in the girl's bathroom the incident in the girl's bathroom so tommy shows up and i, I i'm gonna call her tominator because i think you said that earlier and that was really good mm-hmm. so we get a, a tominator that shows up and begins to fire at natsuno natsuno runs away and goes to hide in the girl's bathroom and bj's like why the fuck would you go into the girl's <laughs> bathroom? He's like, we are, this is a dead end, you idiot. <laughs> we are trapped now. And then she goes to like open the door to go outside. She's like, oh my God, she's right there. Uh, and then just goes to hide in an open stall. And then I I, I kind of loved this. This this is very cool how this is done. Yeah. Although it did confuse me about who was talking at any given moment. It definitely but. did. It, I think it, they tried to make it clear by like having the word bubbles on opposite sides of the. So, okay. I thought that. And then when I went back to back and looked in the conversation log, there were things oh interesting said by tominator that i thought were said by the other person mm, interesting it was really weird yeah. um so we're hiding in or she's hiding in the uh bathroom stall and like it's like we we like zoom into the bathroom stall basically and it's like the entire screen is black except for this like mm-hmm. tiny you know portrait of natsuno like natsuno like cowering cowering on the toilet like like covering her mouth and bj like had explained that like that's not tomi this is this is an android created in tomi's likeness so it is just one of the the terminator sorry the exterminator things Mm -hmm. that uh we saw in the ufo and that we also saw with nenji and tomi in in the future it's one of those great yeah uh hence tominator extremely good i'm never i'm not gonna get over it (laughs) (laughs) so then we go back outside of the stall and there is another girl who shows up who is just tamal karabe from 1945 Mm -hmm. but we're in 1985 and uh tamal says i thought number 17 was gone but signal led me here now that i found 426 i can't just walk away whatever you have planned i won't let you go through with it and then the dominator responds uh, you know, Ida was full of crap, right? And you still have something against me and accuses her uh, <laughs> says that she's being dramatic for a machine, which I guess also means that Tamau is also a, a, they a are, robot. They're both. Robots. Yeah, they're both robots. Uh, cool. Tamau Nader. Yeah. Tamau Nader. Um, <laughs> so, you know, they, they go back and forth and, and we kind of cut back and forth between outside of the bathroom stall and inside the bathroom stall. And then for the end of the conversation, we're inside the bathroom stall and it, there's just like banging and like crashing mm-hmm. as they're like casually having the end of the conversation. Yeah. Uh, while they have a full robot fight. Entire ass robot fight. Um, so, uh, you know, Natsuno gets very afraid. Uh, and then stuff gets silent and we emerge out of the bathroom stall and see like a, a, a half ripped apart Tominator. Um, like it's just her head, basically, and the rest of her body is just robot. Mm-hmm. And Tamau's just like standing there. There's some electricity coming out of her head for a second. And then she just kind of goes to walk away. And then BJ hops out of the bag uh, as not to know, like goes to I, I think she says like, oh, Tamau-chan, like. Mm-hmm. Like recognizes like, her, as, to talk to her. Right, as Juro's grandmother, which is interesting because I, how does she know what she looks like when she was at pictures, I guess? Right? I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. 
so she goes to walk to walk toward her to talk to her and, and bj hops out and is like do not do not talk to her mm-hmm. um this is like this is a hostile entity uh-huh and he says i called her here but oh as right. a few moments ago this is not the same yeah robot that i called yeah he says he says something about them switching uh like switching bodies or something too yeah and and Tamal says, I didn't expect you to be here too, Mira Kuhn. Uh, what? So I guess BJ is Mira. <laughs> How? <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 maybe, maybe, maybe future Mira, maybe 2088 Mira has like, t- I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know, man. Robots. I um, don't fucking know what's going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> So then, then Tamau or now, I guess, Terminator in Tamau's body, maybe. Yeah. But I don't even know if that's if that's what it is. Like, do you think that's what it is? Like it, he says you switched bodies not to no run, but it's like too late. Yeah, it's too late because she just takes out a gun uh, and immediately shoots not to know in the face. And, and but before that uh, uh, explains to Natsuno, yeah. um, says, like, I came here for you. Uh, the monsters that destroy the city have a new commander and it's you. Uh, starting now, I'll be the one giving you orders. Uh, so I guess the switch that used to be in Ogata is now going to be mm-hmm. in Natsuno. Yeah. Uh, and I guess somehow shooting her in the face with the start button means that. I I don't know, man. Is Tominator also fucking fluffy? Like I don't know. <laughs> give me the answers, Kim. Come on. I I wish I could. Um. Yeah. So then the scene um, fades to black, but then we come back and we're still in the bathroom, and Natsuno and BJ both forget what happened. Mm-hmm. And now Natsuno has a scar on her cheek, uh, which brings us to the next part of the story. Um, which, believe it or not, <laughs> shit gets even wilder. So, again, we start in the track room, uh, and Tamau is just standing next to to BJ in box mode. Um, BJ's in box mode, not Tamau. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Atsuno is just, like, so weirdly chill <laughs> that Tamau Karabe Young Edition is here. Yeah, it's very strange. It's very strange, but before we can really, like, get too deep into that the track team manager comes in and it's like oh tamau or not tamau it's like oh you must be that new girl erica iba we know that that is not erica iba because erica mm-hmm. iba is the the girl who ran around with yuki as her her watson uh see i didn't she look like her i see i couldn't remember i i i think she looks like her because i remember the, thinking this bitch looks like tamau karabe really okay but she's uh, yeah. so d- she like has a personality which is interesting because this it could be it could be a ploy it could be because uh, didn't didn't we also think like it sure seems like erica iba is trying to fuck for up sure. yuki's investigation for sure so i think it was all an act is my theory sure yeah i just mean more like like when we saw when we saw tominator and tamau talking like they were both pretty kind of deadpan a little bit uh, and then even in this scene, Tamau's like, yes, I am Erica Iba. <laughs> That's true. A real human. That's a good point. Uh, but I, I guess maybe, you know, I don't know. It is also implied here that Erica Iba is a real person because mm-hmm. the, the manager is like, oh, you were you wanted to sign up, but you were too sick. Are you feeling better now? Yeah. Now you can join the team. So the implication is like maybe there was actually an Erica Iba who was sick and wanted to join the track team. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, yeah, she's like, I'm Erica Iba, <laughs> but no, I am uh, not ready to join the team. Goodbye. I'm and still sick. 
Yeah. Uh, and then she, she leaves. <laughs> um, uh, and then the, t- the team manager leaves and BJ pops out of his little box and he doesn't like realize that Tamal was just there, mm-hmm. which I guess I means she wiped his memory again. She did something she and did wiped his something, memory again. But that makes me think like whatever Fluffy has done where he's not visible to anybody else except Megumi Tamau has also done to BJ. I just That's interesting. don't know. I, my assumption was that she did something like she did in the previous scene sure. so that he like, she just, like turned was him powered off. off and didn't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Did he go into box? No, he didn't go into box mode when she turned him off in the other scene. He just went like red eyes, right? I think you're right. Yeah, but, he just sort of like bloop, yeah, powered down. But, uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, as BJ is wont to do, he's like, let's go to the gate. <laughs> Um, gate and that's is like i have to practice and he's like i don't give a shit let's go to the gate and she's like okay puts him in the bag and they make their way to the gate she runs into the the manager <laughs> when I, I i took notes on this because i thought it was so funny mm. she the girl's like you're leaving already and she's like um i have to our planet is in danger there's no time to spare and this girl is like yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, like this is implied in, in some other scenes, but like the implication is Natsuno is pulling this weird ass shit yeah, all, the all the time. Like everybody is so unfazed by her like conspiracy theory stuff <laughs> which suggests that this is just like the shit that she does all the time so it just good. happens to be real this time. so good so then they head off to tokisaka shrine and it's the same deal as last time when when you go to the shrine um be just like where do you want to go and you know gives you the list of whatever and you could say that you want to go to sector two and be just like well that was where we started and natsuna says was yeah that i mean we that was where we started but we didn't really get a chance to look around so maybe we mm-hmm. should go back. So then they head back to Sector 2. And then immediately BJ's like, all right, I'm going to go fly away. You stay here. Don't don't go anywhere. And she's like, well, what the yeah. fuck? He goes helicopter mode and he's like, you stay here. I'm going to go like I need 27 minutes to go <laughs> yeah. search this. Just like don't move. Yeah. Like so happy to ditch her yeah. for a minute. Yeah. And then Natsuno is immediately just like, well, I'm not just going to fucking stand around. That's boring. And goes to walk off and immediately finds uh, Sentinel. Mm-hmm. Uh and She's like, that'll show you to, yeah, you know, not, leave without not, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, just a little farther next to the Sentinel, there is a destroyed BJ uh, slash Shikishima drone. And she's like, well, yeah, this was like a spacesuit to to protect his brain. So if I can just get his brain and put it in a new body, we'll be good. And then she finds literally a brain in a jar. <laughs> Wait, is that what that was? I thought yeah, it was like a, a microchip brain. thing. No, it's a little brain. Hold on. It's a little brain in a jar. Hold on. <laughs> Shut the front door. Hold on. It's literally just a little brain. Anyway, yeah, I, I, I think I think it's a little brain. We can't find any evidence of it online or otherwise, Someday. but I'm pretty sure it's a little brain, which is just so funny. But then uh, she like looks at the brain and is like made in Japan. Like she she like sees the word Shikishima. Yeah. Uh, and then below says like a product of, of Japan or whatever. And she's like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't think BJ's an alien. <laughs> Yeah, she finally (laughs) her. She finally rubs her two brain cells together and and figures it out. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) and she's like, well, okay, fine. And then BJ shows up and it's like, hey, I'm Mm -hmm. not dead. I found you. Good job finding a sentinel. Um, And, you know, it's obvious that the busted BJ is just another Shikishima drone thing that we found. The one that 
a shot. Yep. Uh, anywhere. And the flash that, that Natsuno sees as soon as she enters the area with the Sentinel and stuff, I assume is Goto leaving with Iori. Right. Oh um, my God. Yeah, I forgot so was there was like, a flash too. Yeah. That's like yeah. immediately after that, um, which I think is cool. Um, mm. So then uh, BJ explains that like, oh, this is Sentinel number eight, which we know is uh, a... An no. autonomous... It's, a, it's, oh, it's the, the autonomous one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and uh, Natsuno is just like, she's she just gets like really upset. And it's like, you're not an alien, are you? You're just a robot created by uh, uh, Shigishima manipulating me into helping you. Yeah, she doesn't say that. That's me editorializing oh, in okay, here. Sorry. But like the way that BJ <laughs> reacts, it's just like, like there is no dialogue. He just goes like dot, dot, dot. Yeah. So it's like he fully knew he yeah. was manipulating her. Yeah. It was not a misunderstanding like yeah. three's company shit. Yeah. And then um, she's like, well, if this so if you're a, a Shigishima creation, then the Sentinels and the tripods have to be, too. And then he <laughs> explains that they're actually called high quads mm-hmm. um, and that they are they were cranes intended for the use <sighs> for the development of Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Natsuna's like, well, why are they on Earth? And then BJ is just like... This part, sorry, I didn't summarize it. I just yeah, I just pasted you know, yeah. it all in here because it's all it's good. wild. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's, so she's like, why are they invading Earth? And BJ says, they are not. This is not Earth. It is a speculation. The lack of proof makes it only a possibility. The basis for my speculation is this log. So then the log we get is like one of the, the video logs that we've seen uh, before. And we get... For the first time to see a grown-up Nenji Ogata, it's just like, you know, he grew up and like got responsibilities or whatever. So his haircut, his haircut is like a a shadow of its former self. Yeah. But he still has those like sick, angry eyebrows with like the two, (laughs) the the two points on I do love his eyebrows. Yeah. And he's huge too. He looks, he looks huge. Yeah. He looks (laughs) like, like, he looks... uh, not, I mean, not literally, but like the thing that it reminded me of is the antagonist in um, Enter the Spider Verse. Kingpin, <laughs> like yeah, it's like a big, <laughs> a big, like a big is, guy. He is Kingpin adjacent. I'll give you yeah. that. I'll say that. So we see we see Nenji and and Nachan, who we have seen in in twenty one or twenty. Yeah, 21, 80, 88, 88 yeah. Um, 87 and 88. Yeah. And she says, uh, 117 plants under consideration for this Sorry, product. Planets. Planets. 117 <laughs> planets under consideration for this pro- project. The top prospect is 12 light years away. And Ogata says, I don't think this is going to work. And then it's like, aren't you the professor's daughter? And she says, yeah, I'm helping with the layout. And he says, uh, for the migration ship, it looks small. She says, the ship will be carrying only our DNA. In the final phase of the project... Uh, humanity will be restarted. And Ogata doesn't even like blink at that at that information, but yeah. instead he's just like, so we're making aliens? Which, by the way, no! <laughs> You're making humans! I don't right. know why. Anyway, continue. Yeah, and he's like, how how large of a population are you estimating? Uh, and Not says so six million. And he says, you expect me to approve this? It seems self-satisfying and impractical. Uh, now that my father has passed away, I'm in charge. This research will be disposed of and the funds will be suspended. Uh, and that's the end of the log. So a lot in there, but let me just read <laughs> all the way through the end here. Yeah. BJ says to, I guess, current 
real question mark uh not that uh this was recorded in 2188 with natsuno minami's id after this log the plan was in- implemented and then she says but 2188 is the- in the future he says we are farther into the future than when that log took place understand it is possible you are the alien they created bum, 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 bum. <sighs> so much to unpack um uh-huh. i guess let's uh, we should, I guess, start from the yeah, beginning start here. at the top. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I had a note about this line that BJ says where he says, he says, this is not Earth. It is a speculation. The lack of proof makes it only a possibility. The basis for my speculation is this log. This phrasing is all very confusing to me because by the end of that that chunk of dialogue, it sounds like what BJ is saying is, I am speculating that this is not Earth. I don't have proof. It's only a possibility. Yeah. The basis for my speculation is this log. But the phrasing before that last sentence that this is not Earth, it yeah. is a speculation. Yes. Isn't that? I, I heard it the same way. Um, and I'm curious. I, I, I do wonder if going back and, and listening to it again, if that's just like how the line was delivered or if it's yeah. purpose, if, if it's purposely like this is not Earth, it's a speculation. Like if right. that's purposely how it's yeah. supposed to kind are of they, double Are meaning. they purposely misleading us with this yeah. language? Yeah. Um, and the like, I don't know if I would have picked up on it if I had not previously advanced the theory potentially that like what we are seeing here is like a simulation designed to like figure out okay how do we beat the sentinels right um or i'm sorry how do we beat the dimos and i still think that's possible because if we go down we see this whole thing where nenji's like i'm shutting this down like this Mm -hmm. project isn't happening and then Mm -hmm. bj's like after this log the plan was implemented yeah so my (laughs) my speculation Mm -hmm. is that maybe this is a simulation because if Agata said not to do it, well, why was it implemented? Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if what we're seeing is instead they were like, OK, rather than scrapping this all together, what if we ran a simulation to figure out like what planet it might mm-hmm. work on? Mm-hmm. You know, like that. I don't know. The lack of proof makes it only a possibility. Yeah. I don't know. I it, I can't figure out if it's just like a weird thing with the translation and localization or or if. Yeah. There is some meaning to the like very strange. I mean, maybe it's just like he's a little robot. He's he speaks weird. I don't know. Yeah, I I think it's easier to parse if it is just like like kind of just like a a, a bit of a misreading in terms of like tone for that specific line. But yeah, it is interesting. It really it really is interesting. And I had I had that same thought when I when yeah. I watched that scene because I like as that sentence was starting, he said this is not Earth, and it said it is a speculation. I was like, why is he saying what, speculation? Yeah, like, what, what does, does that mean? mean? This is a um, speculation. Yeah, and then I just assumed I had heard it wrong after he says the basis is is on mm-hmm. this lock. But yeah, so. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, I am. Okay. Uh, I, we're just hopping into theory time. Yeah. I mean, um, it's a perfect so it's, segue. It's, it's not really theory. I don't think, I think it's just like, I'm, I'm just want to make it clear what's happening. So put all the puzzle pieces. Together. Right. So, so, so the DNA. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we should talk about that. There is DNA, right. Mm-hmm. And it has all that's of their, been shot. In space. Right. It's been shot in space. Yeah. Sure. I think the DNA is, 
I mean, the DNA is like, or, or, or some semblance of something mm-hmm. with the DNA is being uploaded to various Terminator robots. And every single person is a Terminator robot. You think they're all robots? I think they're all robots. Uh, I think possible. this is a, this is, it's a simulation, but not in the like, like computer terms. Like it is a physical simulation. Okay. That is something that I have, I don't know if it's confused about, but just like, can't make up my mind about is yeah. like, to what extent are the sectors physical space? I think they are. They just are physical space. That I think? And going, I mean, going with this bit of the theory that they are all Terminator robots, then, then yeah, 100% that the, the sectors are all physical spaces. And they use the UFO teleport room or whatever. At, that's like their, like, you know... Uh, Origin point? Origin, yeah. I was going to say ground zero, for lack of a better mm-hmm. term. But, um, like, that's where they all start. And then they are teleported to whatever uh, sector they're going to be in. Like, whatever, whatever year they're going to be in. Which is so, just different different parts of this planet that is not Earth. <laughs> right. Which does um, make sense with like the whole like we're terraforming things to, you know, look like. Right. I guess my question then is because one of the things that I found very compelling for like the like computer matrix type simulation theory is the fact that after the Dimos attack, everyone else just like disappears. Right. So do we think that those are just like projections in their robot minds okay yes yes i do i do think that (laughs) i don't know why i don't like this theory Mm. but i don't really i don't know why because it sure seems it sure seems true it sure seems (laughs) right (laughs) yeah do you think it's like too easy or something or like no no i I don't think so it doesn't feel super easy no it doesn't (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I just don't like it because it's (laughs) like it wasn't what I originally thought. I don't know. I just for why, though? Why is this happening? Yeah, honestly, I I haven't gotten that far yet because it's not anything to do with the Dimos are only attacking here because they are the terraforming robots that made the sectors and something made them turn on the sectors or whatever. Right. The purpose of the simulation was not to see like how to destroy the Dimos. The purpose of the simulation is something else. But now the Dimos are attacking. So now we need to, you know. But it also like what what is the purpose? Because it's not to, quote unquote, restart humanity. These are robots. Right. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it depends. It it depends on what humanity is, you know, what makes something human. You know, is, is I guess, you know, it's, a, it's the whole thing. But also argument. like the idea of like the idea that like we're going to use our DNA mm-hmm. to create robots. Well, we're not going to use how that shit works. If it was like we're uploading our, yes, consciousness. our consciousness into the mainframe. Yes. <laughs> now we're gonna, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Well, they could still be doing that. And then the and then the. But instead of uploading to the mainframe, they're uploading to robot bodies. Or maybe they are. Maybe they are connected to the mainframe and then they're. It doesn't have to. I I just use mainframe to be like, you know, science fiction. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But like, I don't know. I still don't understand like where the DNA comes in at that point, because I still Mm. don't think that you need DNA to like make any of that happen. Yeah, the DNA is an interesting thing. I think we are conflating or I think the game might be Mm -hmm. conflating like DNA with like consciousness you know yeah that just seems Um, that seems imprecise in a way that like i don't feel like the game would be i don't know i see what you're saying you know like i feel like that's something where they would be very deliberate in in how it's explained or described yeah 
I don't know. It's very interesting. I guess I don't like it because it creates more questions than answers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least now these questions are like, I don't know. It's it's more interesting. Of a, uh, yeah, more interesting because it's like it's now we're in the into the whys and less mm-hmm. of the like what. Like, like now we're speculating on the whys so and, and not speculating on the what's. Well, yeah, that's true. That's the thing. I feel like there is still twists and turns coming our way. Yeah. Like even these answers are still not really answers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why I feel like I'm like, I don't trust this game. <laughs> sure. Sure. No, I get that. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely there's certainly more going on. I, mm-hmm. But I do I do think this, you know, the the whole thing was was created in order to quote unquote restart humanity or whatever and now the the terraforming robots mm-hmm. i guess because of ryoko are attacking or are now destroying humanity instead right i just <sighs> it seems to me like this is a prelude to quote unquote restarting humanity with like literal clones based on the maybe i'm just too hung up on the dna thing yeah i, I mean I, yeah and so my like i'm just like well then what is what is this that's happening right you could be right and they could be just making the robots in order to fight the dimos like making smaller robots to then pilot the larger robots <laughs> <laughs> to to kill but the dimos to then make it safe. ones why do they need to well because the autonomous ones are we they get explained that they're, they're, it's the reason that one failed was because oh, it yeah. got like hacked or whatever like it's yeah, I guess. It, they need a pilot so so maybe before they make the soft body humans with mm-hmm. the DNA, they are going to use the information that they have from the people who created like all of this stuff, like not to know. And, and, you know, mm-hmm. all the quote unquote important people that don't disappear when the when the, when the Sentinels show up or Dymo show up. Like those are the people that that I guess are spearheading whatever this project is. So they're like the the important ones for some reason. They are using their DNA or their consciousness or whatever in order to pilot the Sentinels to then make it the planet safe for soft body clones. I guess. Uh, yeah, that that's it. Where, yeah, where I mean, it, it, yeah. It, it makes sense. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, Tamal Karabe is the foremost uh, AI, <laughs> you know, professor. Right. Uh, whatever. Totally. So maybe maybe they're all just AI. They're not the actual. It's not the actual DNA of them. They're just AI. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I don't know. Me there. So that's. I, <laughs> I feel like all of these theory crafting just turn into like. Still don't have enough information. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But I think it's mm-hmm. it's nice to get. I mean, for me at least, it's nice to get all my the information that I think I do have out <laughs> mm-hmm. out of my out of my body. Yeah, exactly. And no, into it's the podcast. good. Okay. Yeah. So should we? Uh, rank oh shit i forgot about that part of the podcast (laughs) (laughs) um so okay i'm just gonna go through the ones that are changing um so mm -hmm. i'm gonna move megumi down from a c to a d Mm. um because girly it's not a magic gun you know it's not a magic gun also stop (laughs) harassing this man who doesn't know who you are (laughs) yeah just the the fact that it wasn't like a i I think really what 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 put the nail in the coffin for for megumi for me is tomi being like oh the apartment that shikishima gave us Mm -hmm. she's like oh no i left that and now i'm at karabe's house yeah like didn't even tell your quote-unquote best friend that you feel so bad about shooting didn't even (laughs) bother to leave a note like i'm gonna go stalk juro for a little bit i'm okay don't worry about me yeah. we've just been brought here to the past and tommy's such a good friend that she's like look whatever you can tell me whatever you want don't feel bad about doing mm-hmm. it like you don't de- megumi does not deserve Tommy's she doesn't deserve her <laughs> um anyway i'm also 
I, I said I'm going to be a, a bit harsher. I think I'm going to move Yori from an A to a B. Okay. Because meeting A twice and not knowing his name and then confessing your love for him is not it. <laughs> this man pulled a gun on you, girl. <laughs> I just, it's just not it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, the vibes are bad. It's the vibes um, aren't great. I, I, I don't like it. I know it. I said that I like was enjoying the, the storyline with them, but yeah. objectively the vibes are bad. <laughs> what is this quote unquote romance? Oh man. Um, and uh, that's it. Yeah. I, I'm not moving anybody, I don't think. I I really I really feel like this week just affirmed for me that my rankings are correct. Sure. Yeah. My Who I knows think what my, will happen next week, but <laughs> yeah. My toughest one I think is Hijiyama, just for a lot of the stuff we were talking about earlier of like he in himself, like he, he's got some mm-hmm. of the best lines in the entire game, but the stuff that is happening around him just seems like it just just it, it could be told in a in a more interesting way, I think. Mm-hmm. Because like I said earlier, it's it's Hijiyama experiencing something that Okino's doing. And it's like, oh, what's happening? And then Okino's saying, here is exactly what's happening. Like right. it's just there's no like tension or like real actual drama it's just yeah. like you're you're just trying to create like a small moment where we're like oh right. what's this it's just like and you know what know, it like is too i think that a lot of like the tension in hijiyama's story is not about like the sci-fi mystery aspects right. of the game it is it is him and okino yeah that is the tension in his story and it I think you and I are not like sold on that being like a, I guess I don't want to say a compelling relationship because there's interesting things going on. But the problem is like, I'm not rooting for these two to end up together because I don't think like, I think this is a toxic relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It seems seems pretty, pretty uh, terrible for at least one party involved. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I think you're totally right. I think if the game made the drama of that story like only about the relationship, like some somehow in, embroiling it in everything that's going on in the game or whatever is like making it less compelling also to me. Yeah, for me, I don't know if it's that. I think it's just like I I would be down for the tension in the story being like these two people clearly have feelings for each other but one of them was you know raised in a time where like that acting on those feelings would just be unthinkable and so like he is working through getting to a point where he can be comfortable with like that would be totally like that that on its own would be i think interesting and and i would be rooting for them but like the fact that there's also this like weird element of like Okino just like fucking with him at every opportunity. Yeah. It's um, like the the game feels like afraid to say that those things like mm-hmm. the game feels like it's 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 trying to say like oh well he you know can't be attracted to a man because you know that's just like a symptom of the times he was brought up in or whatever. It feels like the game's afraid to like actually say that, mm-hmm. um, and so it's trying to. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I guess you don't have to be like super straight up about all the stuff you're trying to say in a story, but like, I don't know. It just makes everything feel kind of stilted. And then mm-hmm. also to, to have Okino just like objectively kind of be a bad person. Isn't yeah. great. <laughs> it's not yeah. great. I'm not rooting for that relationship because Okino's not cool. Right. <laughs> like, Okino kind of sucks. I think Hijiyama is great and I think yeah. he deserves the world. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I think he deserves someone better. Once again, doesn't deserve Okito doesn't deserve him. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, that's uh, rankings. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that brings us to the end of the episode. Indeed. Uh, And the individual percentages. Once again, Hijiyama, 42 percent, Megumi, 71 percent, Iori, 85 percent and Natsuno, 62 percent, which brings us to 50 percent of remembrance completed mm-hmm. we're probably gonna have to do some fights next week huh <laughs> i think so i and i think also um based on what we have talked about i think it is time because i don't know that we mentioned it but we did unlock mr Fowl himself Renyu oh goto. that's right yes, yes and yes, yes. i think we want to do a goto deep dive to the extent possible yeah i don't know if you still feel that way no i definitely feel that way i definitely yeah. feel like we should spend a whole episode talking about yeah. Brent, uh, goto's entire story if possible i yeah i um, hope we can get that far in it i yeah i feel like i hope that it's really gonna start to bring things uh full circle yeah so that that might be what we're doing next week but uh keep an eye on our twitter we we kim usually tweets mondays uh from oh, our i gotta do that of what we are week. going to be talking about in the <laughs> the upcoming week so that uh y'all can catch up or make sure that you've done whatever chapters that uh will bring you to where we are all that being said on tuesday we will be talking about uh source code Jake Gyllenhaal flick. Mm-hmm. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, it's at AsyncPod. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I'm at AJ Falleri. I am at OKimmies. Links to that stuff is also in the show notes. Thank you so, so much to Amaranthin for writing our incredible theme music. Uh, it's great every time I hear it. I, I It's a true joy. Um, also, thank you so much to Scout Wilkinson for making our wonderful podcast art. Um, links to both of their pages will be in the show notes if you want to uh, buy Amaranthin's music or if you want to look at or support Scout's art. Scout, uh, think, uh, just open up some new commissions. Yes, yeah, so so. I think there, there's there's usually single digit slots uh, for Scout's commission. So if hop you want on one, it. hop on it. Otherwise, you can just support her monthly via uh, her Kofi page, mm-hmm. uh, which I do, and you get some fun little bonus sketches and stuff, yeah. and she's fun. Um, she's working on a comic, and you you know get some stuff about that. It's cool. Uh, anyway, if you want to join the Worst Garbage uh, Online Discord, that link is in the show notes. Well, not that link. The link to the Worst Garbage Online, which will then lead you to the links to the Discord. <laughs> that is in the show notes. <laughs> and otherwise, Kim, do you have any final words? for this week um i do i know we we did a lot of theory crafting we're halfway through we're starting to get pieces of the puzzle but we're not quite there yet Mm -hmm. it is a speculation the lack of proof makes it only a possibility beautiful we'll see you next week everybody bye Garbage. The online.